everyone. This is Godshots, and I have a wonderful guest today named Carrie Scalzo. And I met her three and a half years ago on the USS Inchon reunion in Myrtle Beach. And take it away, Carrie. I want to introduce you, and you start the story of how we met. I'll okay. start the story how we met because um, it was wonderful and it was interesting. Uh, I had gone to that reunion, kind of wasn't going to go because the person I was supposed to go with passed away earlier that year, but he did make the reservation. And I said, told my son that you met Mikey. I said, we're going to go. And it was a good thing I did because otherwise we would not have met. And it was wonderful and meant to be, I believe that was a God shot right there. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and I started to tell you my story about Nathan and how in 1971, I met him um, through mutual friends and uh, it was a blind date and we fell very quickly in love with each other. And we, we had to kind of sneak around because um, it was during a lot of racial tension and he was um, from, from Southern part of Alabama and um, opposite, we were black, he was black, I was white. So, and I was a little younger. And so we had, we, you know, we, we wrote to each other a lot. Then he moved up here after he graduated from high school and we, um, we were together all that time until he went in the Navy uh, on board the USS Inchon. And um, up until that point that I realized I was going to be able to make that decision to move on. And uh, being from a very close Catholic uh, um, Italian family, mm -hmm. I backed out and was terrified and mailed my ring back to him on the ship. Oh Wait, let me yeah. stop a second. You asked you to marry him. You were going to get married. And then you panicked and you broke up with him before he went. I did. Was he going on? I was, yes. Well, he was on board the ship at that time. We had already been engaged and we were supposed to get married. And so I chickened out because I was getting to be of that age where I could make that decision. And I kind of freaked out and said, it's going to be my family or him. I, that's what I thought. Oh. So, um, so we did go on separate ways and he raised a family and I, you know, I raised a family and um, it was, he tried to reach me a week before I got married oh my to God. my husband of 20 some years who I, I divorced years ago. But uh, that was, you know, he did get a hold of me then and we talked. And it was, but I was cutting him off and I was trying to be short because I was getting married in a week. Oh so that always weighed on me that I didn't spend time, a lot of time really talking to him. So I, I'm, a, I'm going my separate way and, and getting a divorce. And after many years, just because I, and I said to myself, was I ever happy? That is an interesting question to ask yourself. <laughs> was I ever happy? And I said, just once I said I was happy, you know, and it was with Nathan and I, 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 you know, wonder where he is. So then I started to Google and we've got all this equipment now that we didn't oh, have. This was after your divorce. Of the this is after. Yes. And you yes. have a child named Mikey. And you I have Mikey. a child named Mikey. He's my oldest. You met Mikey. And then I have another son, uh, Jeff, who's about 16 months younger and one who's 25, Tony. So, um, you were, so it was at this point when you started Googling Nathan again, your first yes, one. yes. And so I started to wonder where he was and, you know, so I threw an obituary of someone I knew he was related to his, his sister-in-law. I, um, found of course, trying to find a landline nowadays is tough. I found one. 
a niece that I used to talk to when she was about two years old on the phone. I would just talk to her for a little bit, you know. And so I found her and I said, just please get a hold of your your father, that would be Nathan's brother, and tell him I'd like to talk to him. So he called me immediately and we we talked and uh, he the first thing he said to me was, where have you been? <laughs> Which made me feel great because I felt connected. And um, so again, yeah. I, I think like we talked about before too, with the God shots, I feel like it is, if you don't have an open mind, it's all about your mind and how open it is. Uh, that is that's something I, I, I think is worth a whole show on, on opening your mind. But, uh, you know, I was open to it and I went with it and he tried for three months to get Nathan to call me. So he was afraid, didn't know he had had a stroke. So he, yes. So at 46 years old. So in other words, a lot has changed. And so he was very afraid. And, um, and of course, living still in Southern Alabama, the logistics, you know, so what I did was, um, you know, I also truly believe in power of prayer because I, I dragged myself to, we have a beautiful little place, um, not far from here. Uh, it's the Fatima shrine. Our lady of Fatima shrine is lovely. Mm -hmm. So I just went there and, and I'm not one to be in church every week. I kind of do my own thing, yeah. but I did go there, not to a mass, but to a, just a private little chapel. And you're, you're supposed to write your little prayer down and put it in her, you know, around Mary. And I did. And um, I then I went to church that week with Mikey and I'm in the church. And all of a sudden the, the, the priest starts talking about he's doing his homily or his talk about he was about Helen Keller going to the well. Well, he he kept saying Helen Keller from Alabama. And then blah, 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 Alabama. Oh, I tapped Michael on the shoulder. I said, he says Alabama one more time. I'm just going to go to the back. I was going to burst into tears. Oh. So I thought, "How? what is going on here? So I, he, I, you know, that was it. I left three days later. I get a phone call from Nathan. That was it. We were together up until he passed away. Uh, it'll be next week. It'll be um, four years. So we were together that whole time, Lydia. I, I did that to you last time. I remember. That's why it's such a good shot. You, oh my God. Oh, you, but if your mind isn't open. You open the door. You open yes. the door. You were willing. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't chicken out about going to uh, Myrtle Beach. I cried all through that ceremony. I don't know if you were in the, in there that day when we were doing the ceremony where they, they ring the bell for every every sailor who's passed. Oh, and gosh. I was a basket case in the front row with a couple other women who've lost their, their husbands or partners. So, you know, it, it was um, an amazing uh, time together. We, we didn't waste any time together. Uh, he was so wonderful. We enjoyed. And the beautiful part about this that I need to share, my mom was still alive and well at the time. She was going not too well. She was going between my house and my sisters. We were taking care of her. And I remember having to sit her down and I go, now you're going to be coming back here. I said, someone is going to be moving in here. And I said, and mom, I had to tell her all of it. And she said, I knew you were with somebody years ago, but I, I, we never could, could, you know, figure it out. You and your father and I, 
Wow. And I said, why? Well, I said, well, we snuck around pretty well. <laughs> we were pretty good oh at it. Gosh. She adored him. And with my mother, there was no fooling. You could read her face. She truly adored him. And I remember her, she was a little Italian woman. She said, you come, he was tall. She says, you come down here so I could kiss your cheek. Oh and I, God. I thought I would fall over because I thought you've got to be kidding, what but it may not have happened in seven you living where are you from lockport new york i am near niagara falls oh wow and near buffalo i'm on the you know opposite new york city end. i'm on the other end western new york and he's from alabama and this he is a love affair and you couldn't come out publicly because of the times were so strange interracial yeah. marriage was frowned upon even yeah way out of the 70s and 80s actually right oh and, and oh wanna- down Alabama, that was almost, Ill- I do believe at that time it was still illegal. Illegal? So, oh, yes. You, yeah, there was, um, yeah, you, his mother, I think was, she was always very sweet to me when we talked, but I do believe this woman was always very grateful that going back to the seventies now that I lived up here, <laughs> but he did come right up here right after graduation and uh, stayed and worked for a year in Niagara Falls. And then he said, I need to go in the Navy so I can go see things. He was, he ended up being the very first um, uh, black uh, firefighter in Andalusia, Alabama. He ended up being a near uh, uh, Alabama state trooper and there weren't many of them there then. So, you know, and he, he was amazing, but I'm saying if both of our minds didn't open, uh, you know, and, and you're talking, you know, this was, this was a lot. And then to ask of, of someone, you know, but we did meet several times down in Georgia. My job took me to Georgia a lot. So we, we would meet down there and it was, that was wonderful because we had a chance to get to know each other again and, and see how this might work. And my gosh, it was just like, not, it went together perfectly. It really did. What a beautiful, incredible Everything culminated for you to finally get together at the end. For how many years were you together before you died? Well, four years that first time and seven years the second. So, um, and it was wonderful to hold his hand as he passed on. And, you know, um, I'm still very close with his his son and his uh, his daughter. I see, I speak to, she. she's a little, little uh, she's a sweetheart. I, I, I uh, message her every now and then. And the son, I'm his son Nathan Jr. I'm very close to. Matter of fact, when he and his girlfriend, now his wife, had their baby, um, I knew that this was blood. Nathan's blood. I flew down on a Tuesday, and got to Montgomery, Alabama, and got a rental car, and drove myself to where they live, way down south in Alabama, just to hold this baby okay. for one day. Then Nathan Jr. drove me over to where his dad was living. And I, I told him, I said, I know there's a lot of creepy crawly things in the grass here, but you're going to take a quick picture of me because I need to jump in and touch this mailbox that I was sending letters to as a teenager. I said, I have to, you know, so he did. He took a nice picture of me hanging out of the mailbox. Let me start for a second. First, I need his full name, Nathan's full name. And do you have any photos with you? Otherwise, I'm going to insert them. Before oh, I do. This. I do. Can I grab it real quick? Please. Grab right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Lydia. Yeah. 
so so this is Nathan. He was there. He is. Oh, what a handsome, handsome man. Handsome man. Very handsome. Like, he was so handsome as a as a young guy too. He has so kind eyes. Kind eyes. He yes. has kind eyes. You know. Yes, absolutely. You you know you nailed it because he does. He has kind oh eyes. And and his and the funny thing is, back then his name was not a popular name. Yeah. Well, if you watch the Super Bowl, it was boom. It's Nathan Mahomes, oh, like the quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, I'm hearing it all the time now, which is so unbelievable. Well, and the funny and the and the other god shot about that that is. The Kansas City Chiefs, you've got, you know, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. And who does he throw to? He throws to a guy named Hill all the time. That's his receiver. Hill is the one who introduced Nathan and I. So I I, I look up and I go, did you guys plan that or what? <laughs> Those God shots are so much fun. They're like little breadcrumbs on the path, knowing your, your synchronicity, you're in the right yeah. place. It's, it's so cool. It's cool, but you got to be open to it. It's hard. You can close your mind, but I've always been very open to it. Yeah, yes. I've had a lot of interesting God shots. Well, let me just first go back for one second and tell you that I met, I met, I must have met Nathan on the USS Inchon. Are you saying he was on the ship when I was there? He was not, a, that was, um, he was on before that group. Oh. You were on with David and that group. Yes. So he was on before that. And, um, Oh, you were in, I was in Beirut Harbor for the USS Inchon in the 80s, 80, 82. And I met all, I met a lot of sailors and Marines and UN, UN peacekeeping forces. And then we had a reunion in 2016. I should be going to all these reunions now. And that's where I met oh, you. Yeah, they're and wonderful. But, you know, I, I'm so glad Nathan and I did get to go to two reunions together. The second one we went to together, he said, let's bring Mikey. And that was his idea. So we did bring Mikey with us and they were wonderful. The guys during lunchtime, somehow they went out and got a, a beautiful plaque for Michael and another young boy that was there and made them honorary USS Inchon members, which oh. Michael just was like, that's the coolest thing for him. He thought that was just wonderful. Well, so they've been very. I'll get more pictures of you with Nathan way back. And you with Nathan now, and Mikey and Nathan. If you have those, we can we can. Oh, I do. Can you? I, if I had known, I would have set them up next to me. But they're they're a footstep away. Can I go grab them? All right, dear. I just want to say that I was in Beirut, Lebanon. Audrey Meadows from Too Close for Comfort. She played my grandmother in Too Close for Comfort. She encouraged me to go to the USO tour to Beirut, Lebanon, a war zone at the time, and that's where I met. We went to every aircraft carrier and met all the sailors, soldiers, and Marines. It was on Christmas Eve, 1982. And then when we left, a year later, 240 of our Marines were blown up in the first truck suicide bomb in the barracks, 24th MAU, 24th Marine Amphibious Unit. But anyway, that was part of the trip I was on. I, I you know, I, I did know, I, you know, I would talk to David about your trip and uh, he was, he was telling me about that. And um, yeah, and I, I, love that we're able I'm so glad you hooked me up with that that uh television station that I could actually watch on Pluto on the oh, I love being able to watch that so it's a lot of fun our show is oh, on Pluto TV almost every day now it's this how can I do this how do I do this put it right in the eye of the camera up okay 
That's okay. Nate as a, that's him yeah. as a police. There he is. He's a that's him as a state trooper. Oh, Nathan Mahomes. Yes, as a state trooper in Alabama, a black in man. Alabama. What year? And when he, oh gosh, that had to be seventy-seven or eight. Oh. He was also, um, you know, and when he went to go st uh, study how to be a, they called it fire college. Um, yeah, firefighter. He had a, he had to go. I think it was to Selma, Alabama, fire college, and so he, being the only black guy in the group, they said he started to go with the guys to the hotel to where they were going to stay, and they said, "Oh, sorry, Nathan, you know your motel is down the road." Are you kidding me? Is in 78, 70, yes, so unbelievable. Yeah. It's hard. Why is it still happening in the 70s? Oh my gosh, I, I don't know. But this is just, I never did get, when we were young, I never had a picture of us together, but I did that for Nathan. Oh. That was him. And Lydia, see that blue sweater I'm wearing? Yeah. That's Nathan's sweater. Oh, <laughs> I wore it for my, I wore it for my high school graduation picture. Okay, so um in love with him so young in life you were in high school when you met oh no don't oh, no, junior high I fell in love with him I was so young but you know what you think that that's just puppy love and then when you get older and you know I was in my 50s I, maybe 51 again when I when I connected right. with him I said who would have thought this was not puppy love this was so for real where did, you so, um, so young? Where did you meet him again so young? It was through a, a girl that I knew and the guy that this Hill that I mentioned, oh. he was, he was, his brother was married. His sister was married to Nathan's brother. So, um, and, the, and oh, this was a, a picture. Of, this is a love story. This should be a movie. It is. It's unusual. And this is us down in Atlanta at one of our get to where we got together I think I was getting ready to take him to, a, we were going to a best uh, NBA game and he was excited. So yeah, I have there, you know, I just, I'm flipping through to see. Imagine if you hadn't done, hadn't opened the door and opened your heart that second time. If you, you know, if you hadn't persisted in calling, it's the willingness yeah. to take the first step. And then from that moment, the, this, this, the power of love guides you. I call God love. The power yes. of love opens my heart, takes me out of pain. It reverses yes. resentment and, and, and I forgive people that I normally wouldn't. It's like- You have, yes. I, and I am much the same way. And I really think that um, this is the beauty of getting older is the fact that you're recognizing all this now. Right. And because some people don't uh, don't ever recognize it and or don't don't ever welcome these, these opportunities. But- uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we were, we were together on a, on a, we, we cut, we captured the hearts of people at the hotel we used to stay at. They loved us. We'd go there every year at the same spot in Atlanta and the, oh my gosh, they, the guy, the, this horse and buggy ride that we went on, the horse and buggy didn't come all the way down to the hotel, but these guys, the doormen adored us. The guy ran two blocks to go get the guy with the horse and buggy just to get him to come to us so we could get on and go. So, you know, um, it, it, it seemed to spread out around us. Everyone who met us, it spread. I, I can't explain 
how it spread, oh. but it did. Uh, I would talk to sales reps where I worked and, and would tell them about this situation. And, and they look at me and they go, you need to write a book about this. It's like, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a special thing, Lydia, it really is. It was just so um, in my heart when I met you because we were all supposed to be together on that trip. And it was, I really am glad I didn't cancel the trip. I wouldn't have met you. Because I totally believe in, I totally believe in your podcast. I'm glad you're doing this, and um, because more people need to need to hear it, need to realize the magic of life and the hope, and they need to turn that one switch on that just says yes, yes. I'm going to open that door. I'm going to keep an open mind. I'm going to stop spending and hating and keeping myself small. And when you're hurt by love, when you're when you're in a relationship that hurts you. A lot of people go within and they, they don't want to ever risk again, but that's the opposite of life. If right. you pull up, you die a little. But if you expand your heart and trust again, just take a leap. Of trust yes. And don't worry yeah. about being hurt. That's where the gifts are. It's insane. Yes. It's insane. And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, it's been a, a positive, wonderful thing. And when Nathan passed away almost four years ago, my my boys just really kicked it in gear. One of them took care of, of certain things for the funeral. And, you know, the other one took care of the music. Mm-hmm. These are the things you never forget. I think I, one of my boys was in Florida last year, this time, and it was right on the anniversary of his passing. And he, he sent me a note. He says, you know, I'm out with my buddy and we're, we're, we're at the bar. He goes, let you know, we drank a toast to Nathan. Cause oh. we know how much this day means. I said, man, I must've really raised them beautifully because oh they're they're in Florida having a great time on spring break this is the last thing you expect to hear from your kids you know so pretty pretty neat anything else you any little other stories you have that are god shot a god uncanny moment of synchronicity which tells the evidence of something more beautiful well then this is almost connects to it I'm gonna just back it up now to um to let me see this was when the boys grad, when Michael, Mikey and Jeffrey graduated together, that was kind of cool because Michael got a special, you know, special diploma and he was able to graduate with his brother, which was very cool. Wait, one sec. How do you describe Mikey? Do you ever talk about him in the term of, do you, his special needs? You know, a special needs Down syndrome. He's just, you know, I, you know he's just he's just pretty awesome I never say disabled because he's so he's more able than I am I agree you met him you know yeah but but when we went to um my I have a dear friend of mine who lives in Buffalo and I adore her my friend Karen and she she said to me right after the boys graduated she said let's let's take a trip you kind of need a trip the boys graduated her boys have graduated let's go let's go away I go where are we going she says let's go to Nantucket. I go, Oh my God. And of course, Karen, you know, she, she helped me get there. She was wonderful. So we went and I tell you now that was while I was still married and I sat there by the ocean, something incredibly magical happened because that's when I could all of a sudden the whoosh came into my head. Like, I don't know where it came from. And that's when I started to think about Nathan and could not get him out of my mind. And now that went on for several months. 
and it, it, it took a lot. And it, I really could not get them out of my mind. And then it was only a year later where I started Googling. I mean, it was like, it, it, it was kind of amazing. So going back now, it was one day, my girlfriend stopped off at work where I was working. I managed a store in Lockport and I had on my bulletin board, uh, this little quilt that's right near me. I got this little quilt that I made and I've been quilting for years. And this one I made 10 years prior of Nantucket. Why? <laughs> Why did I make a little quilt with the island of Nantucket on it? I amplified it on. It was a, it's a lighthouse. It's a boat. It's and yeah. Nantucket. And I, and it says right on there, Nantucket sound. I, I said to Karen, I go, did you notice that? I go, I made that 10 years ago. We just went to Nantucket and all this is happening to me. How do you figure that one out? How, you, I never, I've been quilting for years. I never quilted a state or a, anything like that, Weird. but I quilt Nantucket. The first thought you had about him was in Nantucket for some reason. Yes. Something about the ocean being in a meditative state and being calm. Whenever I'm still and I'm really calm, within me is, is what I call the God, the force of love. It's God. The kingdom is it's within. Right. When you're right. Cold, you can hear it. It would take yes. you cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth and listen a little. Listen. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in these in the recovery meetings, we always hear that because we just, we, we don't talk, we don't speak wisely. We're not listening. No, it's so true. It's wonderful to, it's wonderful not only to listen to others, but it is wonderful to listen to yourself. That's and where you got that beautiful wisdom. That's You're what happened. Telling you what you wanted. Yes, it was, it was. And I actually kind of freaked out about it because I was married and I, so what, what do I, what did I do? I ran to this little, this priest that I'm, I was uh, new in, at our church. And when I was going, I, I don't go on a regular basis now because I feel it all within, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, exactly. but back then I did. And so I went to him and I told him about this situation. I said, you know, I'm married and yet this is what happened to me when I went to Nantucket and he sat back Catholic priest as he was and he said he goes I believe the Holy Spirit was with you he goes I believe this is what you are supposed to do and I was floored because this is not what you expect out of yeah so you know he said that that alone is a God shot right there that that he recognized that that is yeah. it it always takes sometimes other people to go I mean, I know internally when I have a God shot, it's so, it's a neon sign almost. It's I, so, I, yeah, yes. Each one of us gets it separately in a different way. Yours would whoosh over you. Mine sometimes comes as the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then a sparkly coincidence that's so uncanny. There's yes. no other possible explanation. I that have had really so many of those, Lydia. I, I kept, in case we ever do this again, I, I kept little notes. I have so many that are bizarre things oh. that you, you can't even read, you know, you can't even believe, you well, know? Today, we'll do more next week or the week after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. But anyway, so really that was, I wanted to talk about Nantucket because I thought that's, that's so connected. And yet these were all happening in little chunks, you know, and just amazing that um, we were able to connect. And it seemed like, I think when, 
Nathan's mother was, was he, I think he had dementia toward the end, but I believe that she understood what was going on uh, with Nathan. And I would call her and I would say hello and talk to her. And um, I think she passed away within, she passed away in a November and by May, Nathan had moved up here. He was ready to move. He waited till, he waited till winter was over. He said, I, I love you, but it's so cold up there. So, <laughs> so uh, but it was, you know, it was great. It was great. I'm so, so happy but, to begin with you. Wow. And you didn't get married. You didn't, you didn't need to get married. You know, I didn't get married and, and mainly it's, it's about, you know, uh, losing, losing pensions and losing potential income that, right. you know, can happen when you get divorced. So I, right. you know, right. I, I didn't, but we were very married. Oh yeah. I felt yeah. very married. I didn't need a document to right. feel married to Nathan. We were very married. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God, uh, you know, so happy. It was, it was a beautiful time, and I'm fortunate because I mean, you could go your whole life in that fineness, and then to find it twice with the same beautiful human being was amazing. And um, you know, it, it, and then get I'm the one that he had no internet down there, he had no computer, nothing. So when he came up here, I said, you know, there's a USS Inchon that they get together. And he goes, no, I don't know about that. And I didn't know how he'd feel. So yeah. I brought it up on the computer and it was like, you know, a little amount of money to join every year. So he says, oh, I'll send it in. And he did it. And, uh, and he was so excited with the very first invitation. And they had been doing this every year, but this is our first time in. Yeah. We couldn't wait to go. And we had so much fun. And he, he met the cook that was on his ship oh, at cool. the same time. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, I yeah. Captain, the admiral of our ship. Wow, of, of your ship. Yes, yes. yeah. And, and I know that the guys all met you on on that group, and um, I believe it was Faye Dunaway who Nathan got to meet. She she happened to be filming in in Spain where he was at the time, so he hey, got. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how many times we had to watch Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> a lot, a lot of times. Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde's pretty good. It is. Well, yeah. How fun! How would a, oh, that alone is an experience that makes life just joyful. It's like this this magic exists if we start to open that open our mind and become yes. Mindful. And it's amazing that an 80, 85 year old woman could open her mind. Uh, oh, yeah. after, you know what I mean? That was I think the most wonderful thing that happened was watching her telling him, you know, bend down so I could kiss you. Oh, I that was that. like, that was just the most beautiful thing I ever saw. And uh, she, you know, it, it was really wonderful. So um, I've been very lucky, very, very lucky, very fortunate. Mother wasn't approving of the marriage long ago, but now she completely accepted you guys. She was, she thought he was wonderful. Well, he, he was wonderful yeah. and a gentle, a real gentle soul, you know, very oh. kind, gentle soul. And uh, so, you know, it all worked out. It did. Oh my God, that's beautiful. So tell me another <laughs> gotcha that you have a couple more on your list. Oh, here. I'll tell you, I'll, let me, I'll just focus on, on my, uh, let me focus on Tony, just my youngest one. He's, okay. he just flew off to Cancun today. <laughs> so oh. he, he had to get away. So I can't stand it anymore. I'm going, so he's gone. But Tony, I like to think that even though people passed, 
that I feel like there are, are on earth guardian angels mm-hmm. or, or people, people who are surrounded us somehow. And I feel like there are heavenly ones as well. Yeah. My, my father, who I adored, I was definitely a daddy's girl. He, um, he never got to meet Tony. So he met Mikey and Jeffrey, but not the youngest one. He had passed by that time. So um, I remember when Tony was born, the doctor said to me, um, you know, cause he had a lot of hair, you know, and he said, you know, he goes, uh, I didn't use forceps. I don't know what the problem is here. He says, but he's got one area that doesn't look like it's gonna grow hair. It looks like a permanent bald spot, but I tell you, I did nothing. And I, when I held Tony and I saw where it was, yeah, I was so thrilled. <laughs> Sounds bizarre. It was a little bit right here. And I said, I looked at, I'm bawling my eyes out. And I look at the doctor, I go, this is like the best thing that could possibly happen is this little spot of bald spot on Tony. Yeah. And that was because my dad had an aneurysm uh, and survived it and lived for another 15 years, but a, a a brain aneurysm and that's right where they had to cut him and it never the hair never grew back it was where his scar was so it's like no no he it, it you know he had an, and then another little tony tie-in was when we were we were at an amusement park and you know how those lines kind of snake around yeah. we were in one of those lines waiting to go on this thing and i said oh this is funny i said it's called it was called Ale's Garage. And I that was my dad had a garage and his name was Alan. And I go, I go, Tony, I go, this is Papa's name. This looks, this must be his garage kidding around. He was little. And in all this waiting and waiting, I looked down and in the crack of the sidewalk is a penny sticking up upright. And I go, oh, I'm going to grab that. I grabbed this penny. So this has to be in the nineties. Tony was born in 95. And I look at the year, it's 1913, the year my dad was born. So I go, oh, Tony, I really think you've got Papa around you, you know? Then the last one, do I have time? This is all about Tony and then I'll shut up. (laughs) So then then Tony was at football, little league football practice and he had a head to head collision. And so they made them lay very still. You can't move them. It's really amazing how they take care of these kids when they have those helmet to helmets because they could ruin their spine, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm a nervous wreck and I'm getting on the ambulance with Tony. And I kept thinking, all I kept thinking was in my mind, I would say, I never said it out loud, but I kept thinking, I just wish I could find a paper clip (laughs) because I said, my father was Mr. King of the paper clips. If he had a single sheet of paper, he'd clip it anyways, just because. So he had paper clips all over the house. And so I said, if I could just find a paper clip, I'd feel some comfort. Yeah. So I'm looking around the ambulance, no paper clip. We get Tony, man, they rushed him in, did, it, did their thing. Now he's got to go for umpteen tests. And he's laying there in front of us in the room. And, and he's not moving because I told him not to move till they're done with everything. So he's laying there and laying there, comes back. The tests all come back negative. He is fine. He's going to be fine. Must've just started to pinch a little nerve. He's okay. Going to be fine. He ends up, he said, can I please go to the bathroom now? I need to get up. And they, they helped him up and got one. They got him up and he walked away on the stretcher. He'd been on all this time. 
is the biggest paperclip you ever saw. I freaked out. I grabbed that paperclip and I, I kept it. It is just, I go, okay. I said, so I always like to think that my dad is the one watching over Tony. Oh, that is adorable. That is so yeah. true. I've got to tell two. First of all, let me just go back for a second. Why did you need a paperclip in the beginning? I forgot that part. Because I felt like my dad was his, his guardian angel because Weird. of the previous two things. Yeah. And I felt like if I saw a paperclip, I feel like it's going to be okay. Oh my God. That is, that is okay. I just got chills again. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you two quick ones like that along yeah. those lines, and then we'll 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 stop the choke for this week, and we'll come have okay. you back for sure. I love oh. the stories. Wow, you you just made me inspired again to remember all the stories I have that are almost supernatural, and I don't believe in the occult or psychics or anything like that. But you cannot deny that these things happen. These things are no. so uncanny and strange and beautiful. And um, my friend, whose whose brother died in Iraq in a in a landmine, he was a Navy. Mm. He was a Navy SEAL. Oh, wow. He had a brand new baby daughter. And he was, they had a home in Laguna. And everyone was mourning his death. And the father, they lived on the, on the beach in Laguna. And everyone mm -hmm. went down to the beach a month after he died. I think it was his birthday. And they were all grieving his death and holding hands in a circle. And they just sort of, they're Presbyterians. They don't believe in the occult or afterlife or anything, you know, supernatural. Right. And they all start praying. And they go, God, I wish we could just know he's okay and he's happy. We know he is, but... At that moment, a seal, a sea lion, flopped over from the rocks. Never before have they seen a sea lion come off the rocks over to their circle. A Navy SEAL. He was a Navy SEAL, and this is a seal. Wow. They all just burst out laughing, and they go, oh, I get it. This is God's the seal. It's a little sense of humor saying, I'm here, I'm okay. It was just too weird, right? I love it, yes. I love this kind of story. And, yes. and and then the other one is last year, actually two years ago, Christmas, I was sitting in, I was taking care of my mother and my stepfather. My stepfather now died this July. Uh, I remember. Yes. I'm so sorry. But mom, uh, but my brother died so suddenly in 1995 of a drug overdose and he was a concert pianist. And I, I tried so hard to save his life and to, to talk to him about God and to talk about AA and recovery and nothing I could do. Nothing could save his life. And I used to have this guilt over him because he was a very lost little wounded soul. Mm -hmm. Beautiful soul. And every now and then I'll think of him. But two years ago, I'm sitting in the room next to the front door at this other house where my parents are. And I just started thinking of my brother, Paul. And I just started weeping. Tears. I said, oh, Paul, I wish I'd helped you more when you first came to California when we were all grieving our dad's death. And he'd driven out from, from Denver to follow me. And I just kept crying over it. And I literally, in, at that moment, when I said, Paul, I wish I could talk to you more and help you more, the bell on the front doorbell went off. Not a doorbell, an alarm. It was midnight. We have a, a stop, alarm that only goes off if the door's opened. And it was so weird. I just felt wow. in my body and I knew. It's just a sweet little hello. It's it is so wonderful. There's no way that bell could have gone off any other way. No. Yeah. No, exactly. These are those scot shots that you can't explain away um, yeah. without having some sort of uh, faith in something. I mean, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, when, when Nate died four years ago, and uh, almost, and I was uh, in the 
I, I had held his hand until he passed. And when they, when they, we, we took him, they, they took him out in the hallway, like and covered, like did a flag and they did a ceremony thing out in the hallway because mm. it was the veterans administration. When it came back into the room to clean the room, the yeah. minute I walked in the room to clean it, Sweet Home Alabama came on from the moment I started to clean it to the end. I was smiling. I said, well, I got my, I got my message right away. He didn't even make me wait. These things are very cool and you can't, how does that happen? When his mom died, I, I, same thing. The, the song came on, you know, we're in Alabama in that, in, in that, that, that other incident with Alabama where the, yeah. Oh yeah. So weird. Okay, these are these little, little beautiful, little little strange signs. And I, I do believe in them. I do believe they're real. I do. And another one, real quick, my best friend, Michael, died 2017, Christmas Eve. I was talking to him for four hours. We used to talk all day long. And he was helping me with a lot of issues in my life. I was going through turmoil over a relationship and everything else. Right. And I'm on the phone and I said, listen, call me tomorrow on Christmas. He goes, oh, I bought humbug. I don't like Christmas. You know that. And so he didn't call me on Christmas Day. And I went to be ornery. And I called him, no answer. The next day I called him again, no answer. I finally called the police to go check on him. He lived in Long Beach with his mother, taking care of his mother, who was 93. Oh. Apparently he had fallen off the bed and had a heart attack and died. And oh my gosh. I was so distraught. I went outside on the phone trying to reach other people, and a bumblebee was around me. It was the winter. I've never seen a bee actually in the winter. A bee is all around me. And I kept going, get away from me. And then I remembered, Michael said, I'm going to come back as a bee, not a butterfly, because he knows I love butterflies. And oh I've always talked about butterflies and rainbows. And he goes, I'm going to come back as a bumblebee and I'm going to sting you. Oh my gosh, Lydia. Whoa. Oh, see, I got goosebumps. Now I've got them. Oh my gosh. I love that. Love that's it. a beautiful, that's a beautiful God shot. It really, I mean, it's wonderful when these things happen, yeah. but I, again, you, you got to keep that mind open and remember those things, you know, that's just so beautiful. You believe, know, just believe in, in the possibility that we don't know everything. And there's so many mysteries of life. And God is within us. It, whatever we are, it's consciousness. We're all connected by love. I believe love is a unified field that Einstein was trying to prove. And Einstein's the one, by the way, that said, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Einstein. Oh, beautiful. That's something for a scientist. Yeah. You know? He believed in God. He believed in God as the natural order of the universe in that the laws of truth, beauty, and love and goodness were real laws. And that evil was, was the opposite of love and it isn't real. It's, it's right. Real, it feels real. We can't give it any power. That's right. Exactly. This is so true. And um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm just so glad to be able to share all this with you and you. tell you the, tell you the story. You made my day. You completely transformed. This is the kind of show I really wanted to do is to talk about these true God shots and these true beautiful things in life. Despite everything going badly and wrong on the surface, the yes, core, the core of life is this beautiful, eternal, infinite love and goodness. Yes, Solid, it is. You know, it gives you a lot of hope and it makes you smile, and it's it. You know, um, it, it just makes you very happy. You know, and I, I even this morning I was just going through a drawer in my in my bedroom, and mm -hmm. I said. 
And I started to empty it because it was a mess. I was going to do a little Marie Kondo and fix it, you know. <laughs> so what do I find at the bottom of the of the drawer? It was a uh, paper. And I said, what is this paper? I must have taken paper and lined the drawer with the paper. But I don't remember. I've pulled this drawer open for years and didn't remember. It was Valentine paper from four. It said six carnations that Nate must have bought me. And the date was on it of 2013. I don't remember that, but oh. I felt like it was a Valentine present today because I, I it's Valentine's Day and I thought, and I've looked at this and never even thought twice. Of, I must have seen it, but I never saw it. It's, it's a neat. reminder. Yes. Yeah. That you're loved and that he loves you and that he's still, you know, I don't think we ever die. Frankly, we die to selfishness. We die to self. It's that beautiful St. Francis prayer. It's by self-forgetting that we find. It's by dying to self that we find eternal life. Not dying physically as much as just- Physically, but yes. We're here, I think we're just, we're, it's love. Love is, love is the force. Right, right. I, I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because I love your podcast. It's wonderful. And uh, I think, it, oh, I, I love that you're doing this. I remember when we first met, you were first talking about a book. Uh, yeah. This- this is nice because you can replay these and you could listen to them again and again. And I, I feel like you're doing, you, this is definitely your calling. This is a beautiful thing that you're doing. Oh, I love it, Lydia. I do. Well, you're back. I'd love to have you back, you know, as, as often as possible. And I love your energy, your beautiful spirit. And thank you thank so much. You. Thank you so much. Okay. for me. Okay. I will. I will. <laughs> Thanks. You're wonderful. All right, honey. Bye-bye. I love you. Thank you so much. Love you. So